I'm Samantha Sheris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, November 3rd. Here are today's headlines. President Biden delivered a speech last night at Union Station in Washington, D.C. about democracy and the upcoming midterm elections. Our colleague Fred Lucas reported that Biden referenced the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol and talked about former President Donald Trump several times. Let's take a listen to some of Biden's speech where he is discussing political violence per The Guardian. We don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob, or a bullet or a hammer. We settle them peaceably at the battle, at the battle box, the ballot box. We have to be honest with ourselves, though. We have to face this problem. We can't turn away from it. We can't pretend it's just going to solve itself. There's an alarming rise in the number of our people in this country condoning political violence or simply remaining silent because silence is complicity. I hope you'll ask a simple question of each candidate you might vote for. Will that person accept the legitimate will of the American people, of the people voting in his district or her district? Will that person accept the outcome of the election, win or lose? The answer to that question is vital. We know democracy at risk is at risk. But we also know this. It's within our power, each and every one of us, to preserve our democracy. And I believe we will. Some Republican lawmakers criticized the speech. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell tweeted, President Biden is desperate to change the subject from inflation, crime, and open borders. Now he's claiming that democracy only works if his party wins. What nonsense. Americans aren't buying it. Senator Tom Cotton also tweeted, criticizing the speech, to Biden, democracy means one thing. Democrats having complete power. The White House deleted a tweet yesterday that boasted about an increase in Social Security checks for older Americans. They deleted it after Twitter added a correction, noting the increase was due to inflation, The Hill reported. The now-deleted tweet read, Seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about why the tweet was removed during a press briefing on Wednesday. Let's take a listen per the White House YouTube page. The White House removed a tweet that talked about the increase in Social Security benefits in 2023 uh, through President Biden's leadership. There was a contextual note, I'm not sure what the proper terminology is for the uh, platform, that was added to that. Was it removed because of the addition of the note, or was it removed because of the concern about the uh, veracity of the message? So it was, uh, look, the tweet was not complete. Usually when we put out a tweet, uh, we posted with context, and it did not have that context. Uh, so in the past, we've pointed out that for the first time in our in over a decade, seniors' uh, Medicare premiums will, will decrease, even
even as their social uh, security checks increase. That's a little bit of context that was not included. This means that seniors will have a chance to get ahead of inflation due to the rare combination of rising benefits and falling premiums. And, and let's not forget, as, as you've been hearing me say for the past few minutes about MAGA Republicans in Congress and their continued threat uh, to, to threaten Social Security and Medicare, proposing uh, proposing to them on the chop, proposing to put them on the chopping blocks uh, every five years, threatening benefits and to change uh, eligibility. So those are the types of context that would normally be uh, with a tweet like that. It did not it, it did not have that context. It was an incomplete tweet, as I just mentioned, uh, and so that's why you saw the digital team take that action. The Social Security Administration announced last month an 8.7% increase in 2023 for the nearly 70 million Americans. The White House is speaking out against North Korea's recent missile launch. The Hill reported earlier today that North Korea launched an intercontinental ballistic missile into the sea on Thursday night, local time, reportedly fired at least three others today, and fired at least 20 on Wednesday. North Korea tested several missiles last month as well, The Hill reported. National Security Council spokesperson Adrian Watson said in a statement, This launch, in addition to the launch of multiple other ballistic missiles this week, is a flagrant violation of multiple U.N. Security Council resolutions and needlessly raises tensions and risks destabilizing the security situation in the region. Watson also called for other countries to condemn North Korea's actions, saying this action demonstrates that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea continues to prioritize its unlawful weapons of mass destruction and ballistic missile programs over the well-being of its people. We urge all countries to condemn these violations and call on the Democratic People's Republic of Korea to cease its destabilizing actions and engage in serious dialogue. Elon Musk is making some major changes at Twitter just one week after he acquired the social media site for $44 billion. According to a Bloomberg report on Wednesday, Musk is planning to cut 3,700 jobs at Twitter. That's half of the company's workforce. The cuts are in an effort to drive down costs. The staffers who will be let go will likely be notified tomorrow, and the company will also reverse its work-from-home policy, with some exceptions, Bloomberg reported. Last week, Musk fired Twitter CEO Parag Agarwal, CFO Nud Sagal, and Vijagata, who was in charge of policy, trust, and safety at Twitter. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain denied that the U.S. is in a recession earlier today while arguing that the U.S. economy is both growing and strong. Let's take a listen to some of those comments from earlier today during an interview with MSNBC. Look, uh, we are in, we are not in a recession. I want to be really, really clear on that, okay? We just had today, this morning, come out the fact that unemployment claims remain at a historical low. Uh, we're at a 50-year low on unemployment overall, an all-time low on Hispanic unemployment. We've created more jobs in two years than any administration in history. Uh, and we saw the stock market just finish its biggest month in 40 years. Uh, and even with uh, a little bit of fallback on the market yesterday, the market closed yesterday higher than mm -hmm. any day, any one day of Donald Trump's four-year presidency. So the economy is growing, it is strong, it is creating jobs. Uh, our mission here at the White House is to continue that kind of economic growth, continue the job creation, uh, continue to, to move the economy forward, and to tackle the biggest problem we have in the economy right now, frankly, which is inflation and bringing down prices of everyday things uh, that, that really hit uh, people hard. Uh, that's the number one problem right now. It's inflation, and that's the problem we're focused on. 
E.J. Antoni, a research fellow in regional economics here at the Heritage Foundation, told us that the White House can only gaslight the American people so much. The average family has effectively lost $6,000 in salary on Biden's watch from inflation rising faster than wages. Higher interest rates are costing families another $1,200 a year, and home ownership is increasingly unaffordable. People leaving the labor force have kept the unemployment rate artificially low, and the economic indicators are all pointing down. That certainly feels like a recession. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview experts, lawmakers, and leading conservative voices. Join me tomorrow morning for our interview edition. I'm going to be sitting down with former ambassador to the European Union under President Trump, Gordon Sondland, to discuss his new book, The Envoy, Mastering the Art of Diplomacy with Trump and the World. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Before we go, we want to give you all an update on our election night coverage. The Daily Signal is your source for election news and analysis. So please mark your calendars and join us on election night beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern for a live broadcast of the day's biggest stories and news. Our team of reporters and Heritage Foundation policy experts will be tracking the key races that will determine control of Congress. As Virginia just mentioned, the live coverage begins on Tuesday, November 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you visit DailySignal.com, you're going to find everything you need to know there. Just look for the banner at the top so you can be sure to know where to go and how to watch that coverage. But thank you all again for listening. Have a wonderful night and we'll be right back with you tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Rank. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.